o'clock on Wednesday, and you know what that means. You're listening to the Hardwood Hoop here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jake Gonzalez. Kick back and relax the next hour as we talk all things basketball surrounding the Plains and the SEC. Keep that dollar right here, and let's get on with the show. Welcome back, welcome back to the second edition of the Hardwood Hoop right here on Weagle 91.1 FM Auburn. I am your host, Jake Gonzalez. Uh, today, I'm joined by our wonderful guest, host of TNT in the morning. should all know him by now. Uh, Harrison Tari seems to be on almost every uh, Weagle show here. So hello to everybody. I've, uh, how's it going, everyone? Thanks for having me on, Jake. Yeah, I've been on, uh, I think this is my fifth different Weagle show. It's been almost five too many, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. It's okay. It's like, okay. I, I really don't know why you uh, continue to pop up on these shows. Um, I also love how you had to turn my mic down, and now I'm a little too quiet. Yeah, I got I got to work it. You're a lot louder than uh, than I speak, so I got to find your kind of sweet spot it's okay. on this. It's okay. We'll get there. I think you're there right now. I think we're good. We're in the wheelhouse. Yeah. All right, so today we are, uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Auburn women's basketball, some NBA. Okay. Then we're going to go into Auburn men's basketball, who, if you didn't know, just t- picked up their first loss of the season. I heard something about that, yes. Um, uh, and then we will transition to maybe potentially a very special segment here. One of my favorite, one that I created myself. Interested to see what your thoughts are on it as we get to that point. I'm, uh, uh, I'm curious. I've, I've intentionally not scrolled on the rundown because you told me not to. So. Yeah, because I, it's, it's very interesting. If you, I don't know if you listened to the show last week. Where I had Dylan on, um, we had a very interesting talk for probably fifteen. I'm going fifteen minutes, about ten minutes about it. I'm gonna be honest, I missed. Yeah, I know you did. I'm sorry. I know you did. I'm sorry. Um, I had to work. Yeah, you know that's fine. That's fine. Makes sense. You made time to be here though this week. That's what's important. I did tell my boss when I walked in. I said I got to be out of here by noon so I can make sure I'm on the 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 hardwood hoop scoop. The hardwood hoop scoop. I have not finished figuring out the name. Working title. title. It's a working title. It might change the hardwood scoop. We'll see. I like the hardwood hoop scoop. I like that. The hoop scoop? Yeah. I don't know about the hoop scoop. I don't know. That's, that's too much like hoop scoop whoop. That's just too much. All right. I don't know. It's got to be hoop or the scoop, like one of the two. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We're hardwood on. scoops? I don't know. The hardwood scoops. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like, I like that yeah. too. All right, go on. Yeah, um, yeah and then we're going to round out the last block of the show, proving a little bit of Auburn's basketball versus A&M, and then pick for the weekend right. um, with all those. Um, so let's just hop right into it. Auburn women's basketball versus Mississippi State. We're going to knock this one out, right out of the way. Just kind of give me your thoughts on that game and kind of what happened. Because I know you were there. Yeah, I was there. I actually had the privilege of shadowing Britt Bowen, our wonderful play-by-play guy, here at Auburn on the Auburn Radio Network. So this was an interesting one for me to watch because I kind of came in. You knew after Auburn took down Tennessee two weeks ago that that momentum could not, momentum could not really carry, that it was not going to be sustainable trajectory for Auburn throughout the rest of the year. You knew the more losses were coming. Kind of figured Mississippi State would be a bigger loss. And you, you kept feeling like Auburn was out of the game until they just weren't. Uh, especially the fourth quarter. I mean, the fourth quarter plus minus was Auburn. Uh, Auburn outscored Mississippi State by five. Brought that game within a five-point game. And the craziest thing is they pretty much did it without, honestly, Sky Grayson. Yeah, because what she was out for... I want to say like 10 minutes of that game. Honestly, Sky Grayson logged 16 minutes yeah. this game. And still dropped... 12 points, which is bonkers. But <laughs> I mean, she's good. That's the thing. Yeah. Like she's oh, gonna, yeah. She's going to, sure. when she's on the court, she's going to find like that, that, uh, the points, you know. 
Disappointing loss for Auburn for sure. This is one you wanted to get. Definitely a, a, a position where it seems the fate is inevitable that Auburn will be the bottom seed in the SEC tournament. I, I think we kind of knew that coming yeah, into yeah. the season. But um, there was like a glimmer of hope for a minute that, that that could turn around. Especially after the Tennessee. Yeah, especially win. after Tennessee. Um, and then ob- obviously the Georgia Tech win earlier in the season. But, I mean, I mean, we still kind of knew that, especially with how the first part of the SEC went, was not going to be a good season for this team, which was to be expected as we came to the season. There's just not a lot of depth. I think we kind of agree right. on that. Um, but, I mean, I think you can see where this team is heading and the way that they are going to play. Right. And you can see that it's working not necessarily with the players that Coach Jay wants on her roster. Exactly. So imagine once what's, what's going to happen once Coach Jay gets the, the people that she actually wants on her team and not inheriting somebody else's team. I mean, as long as you keep Aisha Kulavali around. Uh, I mean, yeah. She is crazy. What she's dropped? I think she's dropped 20-plus points the past three games. Correct. She dropped, she hung 24 in 33 minutes. Mind you, she was injured for three minutes yeah. in the Mississippi State game. Uh, that game was bonkers. Honestly, Scott Grayson, when she's on, she's a 20-point suspect every night. Uh, you know, possible to go for 20. And, uh, I mean, I think an underrated player that we weren't talking about enough is, I mean, Marshawn Bostic has been a huge part of this team. Especially, like, since that Tennessee game, she's kind of come on. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been with her defense. And her work at the free throw line, Mississippi State uncharacteristic over too, but I think she still leads the SEC yeah. in free throws made this year. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's, she's kind of like a Katie Johnson for the women's team. That's a, a good analogy, way. actually. Um, she plays very hard defense. Without the perimeter shooting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's... Let's be honest here. There's no perimeter shooting in this Auburn women's basketball team. There's not. Annie Hughes is the only one I think she's shooting beneath 30% on the season, which I think she's the leading shooter. Also, like I think we agree Annie doesn't take enough. But I, I agree. I agree. She does not take enough threes. Do you know she had the most minutes against Mississippi State? That does not surprise 36 me. 36 of the four. That doesn't surprise Hughes me. I, she, always, she was always in the floor. Um, I mean, to be honest, like she plays well enough a lot of times, especially the latter half of the SEC play where she deserves to be on the floor. She's like fine. Um, yeah. I mean, there's not a spot for her on this team next year. I don't think so either. I, I think that that's why we've we've already learned that this is her last year. I, yeah, I would say I think we've kind of like everyone's kind of figured out that this is her last season at Auburn. You just as a junior, you would hope there'd be more defensive development. Yeah, uh, there's, there's really defense is definitely the weakest part of her game, and ball handling is really not good. Yeah, uh, she shoots. If she were to take more, maybe maybe she could develop that two guard role, really like a yeah. true shooting guard. Man, you still got a guard. So. Yeah, <laughs> you still got a guard, and that's one thing that she's really struggled with, especially this season and then season past. But it's just not – you never seen it develop from when she was a freshman here, which she was kind of a highly touted freshman coming into Auburn. Oh, for say. sure. Miss ba- Alabama Miss Basketball. Yeah, like we – people at Auburn had some high hopes for her. Right. And offensively, you could see it freshman year, you could see it sophomore year, but the defense has kind of just lagged as the season's progressed, really. Right. Um, let's talk, honestly, I want to mention Jayla Jordan. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you were going to mention Jayla Jordan. Because she does not get talked about enough on this team. Especially with how undersized Auburn is, she's playing, she's pretty much a three playing a five. Which is wild, because, I mean, she's tall, but it is a testament to just how not tall this one. This is a very, very, very short small women's basketball short team. team. Jayla's role has been unreal. I don't. I'm looking at the block. She only had one on uh, on the game on against Mississippi State. I'm gonna have to look at. I've got the season in front of me. So if, if you give me just one second, Jayla Jordan's got to be up there for leading leading in blocks, right? She's averaging a block a game. I don't know what her season total is. I'd have to look into it. 
But her defensive, yeah, she does lead the team in blocks. Uh, her defensive abilities are impressive. And then sometimes she just decides she wants to shoot well. I, I think that's just what it happens with this team sometimes is that, you know what? There's some days that are just like, you know what? I'm going to shoot well today. And Jayla Jordan has found that stroke recently, especially from three. Yes. Um, but I want to talk about her defense, though, because how undersized she has been in probably the past three, four I mean, games. She got bullied against Tennessee and held her own. Like, she, she should have been no, bullied. Like, she was holding her own. Yeah, facts. Like, she was honestly dominating the paint in that game when one that she should not have been. She was doing the same thing against Mississippi State. Probably should not have been dominating that paint. I think I can't remember, I can't remember her first name, but I know last name's Cole from Mississippi State. Oh, she's uh, tall. She was she almost she had to be like six six. Ten- Tennessee had I think six 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 or seven six footers on their team. That's what I'm saying. And Jayla Jordan was in the paint. I think she's what six one six two. Jayla Jordan is. I can tell you, she is no like six foot two out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She's six foot two. Correct. Yeah, and she's going against listed as a forward. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what she is on this team. I no, mean, I, I, I understand. It's just funny because, like, I don't, I don't know. She plays the five. Like, I mean, she has to play the five. I know, I know. Yeah. I, and I mean, the worst part is, you know, Auburn has Precious Johnson, who I think she's been injured for the past few couple of games. Have not seen her on the sideline. Right. Um, she was not there against Tennessee. I did not get a chance to watch the Vanderbilt game on TV. Um, I didn't either. But I know the Mississippi State game, she was not on the bench either for that game. Um, so, I mean, she's she's all the height on that team, to be honest. So, when she's not there, you're really left with Jayla Jordan, who's 6'2". But, I mean, she's been able to handle herself. I mean, you can't help but think that if Precious if, – like, if there's some more health on this team, if Precious is there, if if Romy Levy, who I think still has, got a, has a spot next year. I, she does, for sure. Um, you, you, you have to think that if the – the entire roster is available. This is probably a three or four win SEC team. Oh, absolutely. In the, in the conference. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think re- realistically, I think with the opportunities that they've had to win this season, they should be at three or four. I think they've choked a few SEC games away late. Romy Levy alone, I think, and and I, there's been a bunch of close games for Auburn. If if if, if you if you if you scroll through Romy Levy, you probably win the Mississippi State game. Yeah, um, you. I agree. You probably win the Florida game. Win the Florida game. You probably win the Alabama, both Alabama yeah, games. Both Alabama games, yeah. And you certainly in, in the in regular season, you certainly don't lose to Little Rock. Yeah, or probably Georgia Southern. Uh, I forgot that that happened. Yes. That was the very yeah. first game of the season. First game of the season. You don't lose to Georgia Southern. Certainly, I I, I like to think you don't lose to Old Dominion either. Yeah. I know it's a thirteen point loss, but it's just it's it's really unfortunate to see how much. Injuries and you can't make excuses, but how much injuries are holding them back? Because I mean, Romy Levy's good. Yeah, she's she, really good she at basketball, and it, it really sinks because she's been here for three seasons now, and she's had two ACL injuries. I think. Yeah, correct. I mean, that's just that's tough. That's tough to watch. Not only as like, and it makes you worried for the future. Yeah, I mean that's that's the other thing is like it, it may, it's tough to watch as someone who's been in the stands, you know, for watching Auburn games as an Auburn student, but also as someone who's covering the team for the past few years. And yeah, you, you just wish you could see her on the floor because you've seen you've seen it last season. Where she Rummy was, was fun to watch yeah, last year. Exactly, she was super fun to watch. All right, we're gonna transition really quickly. We're gonna talk about NBA for the next four minutes or so okay. until we have our next PSA break. Um, give me your biggest surprises so far this season in terms of the NBA. First and foremost, biggest surprises in a positive way or negative way? 
positive, negative, whatever you want. I, I mean, there's another section I'm going to ask you about your biggest disappointment, so I would probably stick with positive for this. Okay. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies have been really, really surprising to me this year. I knew that they were on the cusp. I think we all did. Uh, sitting at, what, 38-win 30, team right now. 38-18, and 18, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, John Morant's a monster, and that's not surprising. We, we knew that. Yeah, that's not, that's not a surprise, but I kind of thought this team was going to be like a 5-60 kind of kind of team rolling this year. I didn't think they would be up in the 2 or 3. Yeah, <laughs> I did not expect to be looking in, in, in February, late February, have you, or yeah. I guess mid-February. And have Memphis uh, at the third place in the in the in the Western West. Conference. That's the wor- that's the weirdest part is that they're third in the West, which is a much harder conference. Than oh, the East. for sure. So I mean, they not only are they able to beat quality teams night in and night out, they're doing it week in and week out, like as the seasons progressed. And also from a team standpoint, on in the East, the Cleveland Cavaliers have blown me away this year. That's who I've got as my biggest. And I know we're gonna talk about Levert on the oh, other side. We have to what a about freaking pickup, man! Like that's massive. I mean, they they paid a a good price. It's fine for him, but I mean, he dropped forty the other night for the Pacers. Or what is he with the Pacers? Yeah, yeah, he was with the Pacers. Don't even get me started on what the Pacers and that Kings trade. We'll get to that in a minute too, because I don't know what the deal is with that trade. I don't know if the Kings are just like blowing it up and starting from scratch again for the like ninth time in the past twenty years. Yeah, and I, the Pacers, I guess, are doing the same, even though they made the <laughs> Willie Cauley Stein walks yeah. so these people could crawl again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah, so talk about uh, Kavis, or Karis LeVert and kind of what's your thoughts on how he can fit into this Cavs team if he can. I mean, honestly, like as an NBA, like super casual, um, from, the, from the outside looking in, you're looking and you're like, wow, LeVert is an offensive weapon. He's solid on defense. This is exactly just like a big piece, a, like a, a spark that Cleveland needed. Yeah. But like Cleveland's got to load it anyways, so like for no reason. You got Isaac Okoro. That's all you need. I mean, I was <laughs> I was going to go with more – Colin Sexton. Colin, Colin Sexton and but, Darius Garland. And, and then Darius Jared Garland. Allen. Yeah, and, and K-Love still, right? And, yeah, and you got Jared Allen. It, it, honestly, this team is, this team was kind of loaded last season, I can't lie. Um, they were a, kind of a disappointment once Jared Allen came in. But Jared Allen is a good center yeah, in the NBA. Facts. And then you bring in Karis Levert, who played with, with and Jared Allen in like, Brooklyn. Now you can let K-Love play the four. Yeah, exactly. Instead of making and, him try and, to play the five. In his original position where he became where he so belonged. successful in the NBA. <laughs> where he's a stretch four. Really impressed with the Cavs this year. Oh, I am too. Give me your biggest disappointment real quick. You got a minute before we go to a two-minute minute, commercial minute break. before we go to the break. Biggest disappointment is, is the answer is obvious, right? It's the Brooklyn Nets. Los Angeles Lakers for me. Uh, yeah, kind of. I It it feels weird. I'm not a big LeBron fan. I'm going to pre like just say that. I don't like LeBron that much. He's a great basketball player. I just don't like his antics on the court. I think he whines too much for me. Um, yeah, but like LA will fix themselves. Brooklyn stinks. I don't know if LA will fix themselves. Well, Brooklyn stinks too, so we got a lot of problems <laughs> here. I, I, if, I think if you move Brooklyn to the West, dude, they're like a ten, they're like they're literally a nine seed. Yes, but I think Brooklyn they have a lot of injuries. They have the Cole Kyrie deal. Um, I think if they're able to have those, obviously Kevin Durant and James Harden and Kyrie Irving on the court every night, which you know, if you could have them on the court, which is just not means, possible, yeah. That's you're gonna win nine times out of ten. Is this like the first time we've ever seen a super team just absolutely flop? Like a true. This is a super team. It is a super team, and they just can't play together. They literally physically can't play together. It's not because they don't get along. They physically cannot get on the they, court they at the same time. Enough, yeah. It, 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 is this even beneficial anymore? I I don't know. <laughs> or is it actually that's, time to start thinking about getting rid of James Harden? That that's the whole thing with the James Harden trade, which we are. I think we're coming up on the trade deadline. Um, we're close. Be, yeah, it should be the next few days. Um. So we'll keep we'll keep up posted on that. Uh, we'll be right back. We're gonna go to a quick two minute PSA break. 
Welcome back. Welcome back to the second edition of the Hardwood Hoop right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I am joined today by the wonderful, the always amazing oh, Harrison Tarr. I don't even believe that. I can't believe you were just so nice about that. Come on. I got to be nice to you. You know, I'm, I'm on air. You know, uh, yeah. got to have a little personality with people me. believe that you yeah, like me. Exactly. You know, I spend too much time with you. You do. That's not facts. Like, for Way me not to like together. you. All right. For the second block, we got a lot in store. We're, right. we're going to recap a little bit of the Auburn-Georgia game from Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little Wendell Green because, you know, SEC Player of the Week this past SC week. win. And then we have our special segment, which we will get to this second half of this second block. So the last probably six, seven minutes. So give me your thoughts on Auburn versus Georgia. I know you were there at the Stegman Coliseum in Athens. I was there, yes. Was... Tell me your thoughts not only on the game itself but the environment in which that game was being played. Okay, so let's start with the game itself and talk about um... – I mean, we mentioned at the top of the hour, and I know we're going to talk about the Arkansas game later. I'm not bringing the Arkansas game into this. But we knew that Auburn's been flirting with a loss for the past couple weeks. They've been trying to lose games, basically. They've been trying to lose quite hard, quite badly, I should say. Um, And uh, I really thought it was going to be at the hands of the Georgia Bulldogs. I really did. And nothing's more humbling than losing to the worst team in the league. So, naturally, um, Auburn just can't do that. Exactly. Um, because they just refused to be humbled. Even last night, I don't think was humbling, but we'll get there. It, it kind of was, but not extremely. Yeah. We're I mean, getting just, there. Just with how that loss happened. But yeah, exactly. That, that'll be for later in the show. Save that for the, the third block. I mean, there were just head-scratching moments. First off, this goes across every game. Auburn's got to get the ball to Jabari Smith more. Simple as that. I agree. Ball's got to be in Jabari's hand. I mean, like, that's just some... You know, you you give the ball to a future number one draft pick in the NBA. You're probably going to do well. Correct. Um, Wendell Green, he played he played well. Great against, first, against great Georgia. first half. Yeah, great first half. Miserable second half. Until you know, obviously the final final minute. bucket. It was about the final minute. The, the, you know, the questionable, controversial call, whatever you want to call it. I thought that Wen played fine. I thought KD tried to play hero ball. Yeah. Uh, which was which is if you're Bruce Pearl, you you can't do that. You can't. I understand it's a revenge game. Welcome back to the Stag. Whatever. Twenty points is great, but if you're not playing team basketball, you wind up with stuff like this that happens, where you beat a really very bad basketball team by two points. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we got to talk about uh, what I can't remember. Number three from Georgia. I can't remember his name for the life of me right now. He had oh, a, uh, he had a Heck of a game. Aquando? Yeah, Aquando. Yeah. He's good, man. Because he, he did not play. Cairo Aquando? Yeah, he did not play when uh, Georgia traveled to Auburn right. a few weeks ago. COVID Auburn, protocol, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. When Auburn easily handled Georgia. Um, He's going to look great in the orange and blue next year. He will. He will. <laughs> that actually might happen. Bruce like, Pearl. Mark him down as a transfer yeah, player like, right now. Write that down. Write that down. He's the next KD Johnson. Um, yeah, facts. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I just... It was almost, I hate saying this cliche, it was a tale of two halves in a way. Oh, yeah, I hate that cliche I, so much. There's nothing so right. more in the world than I hate having to say that it was a tale of two halves, but it was. Yeah. Auburn played one of one of their better first halves of basketball. Played fine. One of the better ones that we've seen from them, especially in recent weeks. Auburn played fine. Um, The second half, they just completely fell apart, especially defensively. It was a train wreck. Defensively, no, more than anything, the, that was when it became obvious that Auburn was going to miss Zeb Jasper. Oh, absolutely. When Wendell Green has his hands on his knees on defense because he's so out of gas, and nobody on defense, nobody seems to really care about getting back on defense. 
that that was the first game that, that I realized that's who is. But it's it's the way that Zepp Jasper kind of slots into this team. I oh, think is more important for sure because the way Zepp plays defense and the way that he doesn't turn the ball over allows Wendell and KD to play the way that they do it and to play at 100% the entire time. And it became so apparent that, you know, with that being the first game, they didn't necessarily know how to play oh, without sure. Zepp being on the court. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they stuck out of there with a win. And that's really, if you're Bruce Pearl, honestly, at the end of the day, all that matters is winning basketball games. So that's fine. A win's a win. I will say this if you're really curious about the energy inside of Degman Coliseum. I am a little bit because it, it, it sounded like it got a little loud in the second half, especially from TV. Um, I don't want to sound like an, an Auburn homer here. I'm really not trying to, but God, what a pathetic excuse of a basketball program. Uh, honestly, <laughs> now the fact that it, it is absolutely pathetic that, that Georgia was playing host to the number one team in the country and they had to give away free jerseys, retro jerseys, to get their students to come to the game. Hey, if Auburn did that, I'd be all aboard. I can't lie. No, I understand. That's that's different, <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not just saying that because like Auburn. Oh, like Homer. Like I said, but I mean Auburn doesn't need to do that. They don't the need to do that. They wouldn't because they don't. They, that's just unnecessary expenditures yeah. unless a sponsor wanted to pay for it. Yeah. But UJ had leftover jerseys to give out to their students. By the way, they didn't even fill up their student section. It felt like the student section was legitimately only there to cheer against Katie Johnson, which is good for the game of basketball, by the way. That's funny. It was great. That's I, fine. I, I enjoyed hearing the boos on TV. I have no problem with that. Uh, even uh, even when it took them 20, uh, let me see, do the math here, 35 minutes of game time, excuse me, uh, to figure out the whole, you know, AU after a free throw. Yeah. Uh, and then they started saying sucks afterwards, which was funny. That was great. That was funny. Took them 35 minutes of game time. Probably could have done some homework before then. Uh, I've been to a lot of sporting events uh, in Athens. You know, grew up down the road. And uh, never in my life have I been barked at like that, <laughs> even at Auburn football. I, I have one time. And it was, I think it was Auburn, Georgia two years ago when Auburn almost came back uh, in football, like in the last like. Oh, seven no, I'm talking about like I've never experienced barking to that degree. Oh, I I've been barked at before. I I think Georgia fans are just kind of on a new wave right now with the Natty that they just won. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, think I think they just need to be humbled. I think that's what this basketball season is doing to them. I mean, take a drink every time someone says football. That was <laughs> something that happens happened there too. It was other, but honestly, like once the fans decided, oh wow, like our team might win this game, they decided to be loud, which is good. Like that's it, what you expect. It wasn't loud at the beginning of the game. There was negative energy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was not like, unless Katie Johnson had the ball, Georgia fans were not loud. I was severely underwhelmed. And Stegman Coliseum is actually a nice venue. I would be imp- I'd be interested to see if Auburn, that was like a home venue for Auburn, like what they would be able yeah. to accomplish there. It sounded like it was about 50-50 kind of in terms of fans, especially in the first Oh, for half. sure. You could audibly hear the, you know, clap, clap, AU. You could yeah. hear the defense i'm sure you could hear on tv oh yeah you could uh let's go auburn heard that one a lot uh you could hear it throughout the entire arena and uh whenever they played you know their glory glory to old georgia you could audibly hear the the fans going a u b u r n which was cool yeah uh not my favorite atmosphere to ever sit in not just because of the whole you know barking or even you know georgia fans not really having a concept of what basketball is and (laughs) Being away, yeah, even putting aside the football comments, uh, it just lackluster, you know. Yeah, it it it's very apparent there's not a basketball culture there. 
Yeah. You know, and shout out to Auburn fans for traveling to that game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's a really good, great sight to see, especially from people who watch it all the time, whether it's as students or as journalists here. All right. Now we have our fun segment for this afternoon. All right. I, I know you've already seen the title. You, scroll now? You, you took a quick peek. Let me let me finish kind of prefacing this. Um, you know, if you haven't listened, if you didn't listen last week, um, uh, I will introduce myself. I am a big sports guy. If you can't tell, I love watching basketball, love watching football, baseball, whatever it is. But I'm also a history nerd. All right. Correct. So this segment is kind of a brainchild of those two things. And it's what I like to call the historical hoopers. And we look at whether or not random people from history, prominent historical figures, would be good at the game of basketball. And this week, well, last week we did George Washington because it was the first episode. You have to do George because he's the first. This week we have Leif Erikson. I love it. He's, if you don't know who Leif Erikson is, there's a day named after him. It's October 9th. It's in a SpongeBob episode, you know. <laughs> um, but he's, all, he's also said to have been the first person to, to discover the continent of North America about 500 years before Columbus did it. So give me your thoughts right now about why you think Leif Erikson would be good at basketball or not. Well, I'm looking at your, at your rundown here, actually. I scrolled down when she, when she said Leif Erikson. I felt like I could start looking. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and I, you know, you mentioned that he's a Viking. which like Viking, said, Vikings are cool. Vikings are sick. And... Uh, Definitely could get big in the paint. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like you could definitely, definitely probably want to, if you were playing last night, probably would have been called for a charge. But Like everyone in the stands just was. Just like everyone in the stands was, correct. Uh, definitely he's going to be hard to score on. He was in the military. Uh, so, you know, high basketball IQ if you teach him the game. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's, that's my biggest point. It's the same thing with George Washington last week, you know. He's a leader of kind of like a little military group. Man's got to have intelligence of some kind. Right, yeah. And that intelligence can be applied to the basketball George Washington court. could have been a literal floor general. That's what I'm saying. He could have been a great point guard. Yeah, you might be right. I'm thinking that I'm thinking our boy Leaf might be playing like the four. I would say the four or the five. The four or the just, five. Just with how big, how strong he is. I could not find height on him. I probably looked for 30 minutes to an hour trying to find the height of Leaf Erickson. Um, that's, kind well, of you, how, that's how sad my day was Monday afternoon. Um, I don't want him shooting the ball. You said he, he was aiming for Greenland and discovered America. So I'm, yeah. I'm thinking probably not a shooter. <laughs> I said he can sail semi-well. That's how he ended up in America by accident. Um, he got blown off course from a storm, uh, went right past Greenland and found America. Um, well, it was North America. I won't specify America. It's more Canada. Um, but, you know, if you can sail, you, you can at least, you know, you can handle your way around the paint. I'm just laughing at your cons right now. Well, I don't remember what my cons were. I can't see them. Well, Laurie Mar- Markin. Yeah, well, all right. Yeah, Laurie Um, If you don't know, he's on the Cavs now, actually. Oh, played, yeah, yeah, Played for the Bulls last season. He's the best basketball player to come from the region of Iceland, Greenland, Finland, kind of that whole Nordic Which area. Which is just not a good sign for Leaf. That's what I'm saying. It's not a great sign if he's the best basketball He's never player heard of the year. game, which yeah. is a problem. You know, being bored in the, like, the 1,000 AD is not a great sign. Um, to, to know if you're going to know what basketball is. Um, I can't see what the last one. Tell me what that one is. <laughs> also Viking. You know, there's there's the potential that this, things could get ugly and get gory. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's that. All right. All right. So now that you've heard all these pros and cons, would he be good at basketball? I'd have him at least on my bench at the four. I'm going to say no on this one. Hmm. Mainly because of the sailing incident in which he had sailed past Greenland and found North America because he did it by accident. It's just a red flag. It's just a red flag. I, I can't look past that. 
you know. I, uh, as, I as, get it, yeah. As big and as strong as you may be, you can't sail. In the simple of day, you're not going to be able to sail around defenders in the paint and get filled at the basket. Mm. Mm. Good point. So I'm going to have to say that he would not be a good hooper. Mm. Tough scenes for my man Leaf. Yeah. You know, you still have a day named after you. True, yeah. Facts. So, I mean, like, that's that's a bonus, you know. I, I can't remember what it is from uh, from the, the, the SpongeBob episode. I think he says Hinga Dinga Durgan or something like that. Every time I literally never today. watched SpongeBob, so yeah. That's a great episode. If you have not seen that, I, I would suggest I'm, you to I'm watch good. that. I good. Thanks, so. uh, We will be right back after this two-minute PSA break. We'll talk a little bit of number one Auburn's basketball. Probably not to be number one anymore after this next week. We'll see. We'll be right back. Hello, hello, hello on this wonderful Wednesday afternoon here in Auburn, Alabama. Wednesday. I'm your host, Jake Gonzalez, of the Hardwood Hoop right here on Legal 91.1 FM. Today, I'm joined by the amazing, the wonderful. I don't know what other adjectives I can use. I feel like I've used them all on you this afternoon. Uh, Harrison Tarr. What'd it do? All right. Simple, clean, <laughs> straight to the point. I enjoy it. I like it. Um, yeah. For we, welcome back to the third block of the show. We are going to talk a little bit of the future to not be number one Auburn men's basketball because I think the AP is going to take the first opportunity possible to not knock, rip Auburn, knock Auburn down and put Gonzaga back at number one. Precisely. We are going to talk a little bit about their loss to Arkansas, and we're going to talk a little bit about the name change for Auburn Arena that's in store for them that uh, Auburn announced yesterday morning. You will rue the day. You, you will rue the day. Uh, if you did not hear, I don't know how you would not have heard, you Auburn Arena. Carly. Yeah. Auburn Arena is going to be renamed Neville Arena in honor of Bill and Connie Neville after their single largest after the single largest gift in Auburn Athletics history. Fifty two million dollars. It was fifty two million dollars. Like crazy like that. I heard it was twenty million. That's what Brian Stolt or I think it's been Brian Stolt. Stolt said twenty million. Stolt said twenty million. Can you imagine just having twenty oh, million to build just, a named after ourselves kind of money? Just twenty million. Just <laughs> free change. I would like to experience what that feels like i would too it would be quite fun i just i you know what i don't feel like this is the best time to come out with this news no nah, not great not great um, this could they, this could have happened at the end of the season this could happen in the season which i mean they are that's when they're officially renaming it um but i mean I, they could have at least waited a few weeks to drop this especially with all that's happening with all football which we're not going to get into what's a football exactly what is football this basketball season now we're talking Auburn basketball the, we've always been a basketball school well, after last night, we might be in equestrian school once again. <laughs> um, but I just, you know, I don't hate the name now. I, I didn't like it when I first heard it, but it's grown on me over the past couple of days. I mean, it doesn't matter if you like it or you don't like that's, it. That's it's it's it happening. Is. So, I mean, yeah. I we grew up in the generation that will just always think of Never, Neville Papperman from oh, iCarly. Either that or Neville from Harry Potter. Yeah, you see, I'm not a Harry Potter person. So. I'm not a Harry Potter person, but I know that it's a lot of people are, especially around my age. Yeah. Um, Seen a lot of people on Twitter talking about that, too. Yeah. All, I, 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 I think more to the Neville Papperman, kind of. All I can think about is, you will rue this day, Carly Shea. You will rue it. Exactly. That Like, that's that's what comes to my mind. But, you know, at least we can call it the Nev or something like that. I don't know. That'd be know. cool. Maybe meet me at the Nev. Yeah, meet me at the Nev. The jungle in the Nev. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we've got to find a new good nickname for it. Um, cause Neville's not it. Neville's not, not a great name overall. But I mean, also at the end but, of the day, like I, at first I was like, wow, that's kind of lame. They're naming it after donors. And then started hearing stories from people in the jungle that have actually got to know the, yeah. the Neville's. And apparently they're really good folks, um, at long-term supporters of Auburn basketball that are all in bring, they bring the energy unlike 
a lot of donors that yeah. sit in their you know their cushy seats. They bring the energy. They're I up mean, and jumping and yeah, dancing. It was a. Uh, I can't remember if it was whatever the last home game was. I think it was Alabama game. They were with some of the students in like the jungle, like because they've got the seats on the baseline, right. and they're up there like having a great time with them, like. And, the, and jumping around, and that makes them. me okay with it. Then, yeah, that's cool. The, I think the craziest thing about this for me is that neither of them, neither went to Auburn. Yeah, <laughs> neither Bill or Connie went to Auburn. They're not Auburn grads. Uh, Bill's father and his grandparents both graduated from Auburn. Um, that's kind of the connection there. Um, but I mean, really, just shout out to them for supporting something they want to support yeah. and doing it in the absolutely massively generate generous way that yeah, they've done facts. that. It paid half of Bruce Pearl's um, contract. Yeah, I mean that's not actually because that comes from the university. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean it's still that's beyond any amount that people should ever be asked to give. Um, so, shout out to them for supporting the university that they choose to support and in the way that they choose to support them. Yeah, I got mad when CLA asked if I wanted to donate ten dollars. So exactly, I could imagine donating however much they donate. <laughs> twenty plus million. It had to be twenty plus. Yeah. Um, all right. Enough about that. Let's talk a little bit about the basketball game that Auburn participated in last night, in which they lost their first time, first game in 19 tries. Yeah, that was uh, excuse me, sorry, a little yawn. Um, lack of sleep last night. I was watching the Olympics, as you should be. Sean White clutched up, man. That was Sean White. Sick. Sean White was nasty. Sean White's he's just a legend. Sean White and Chloe Kim are gonna just double down on golds. That's just a side note, by the if, way. If they don't, I would be very sad. Exactly. Especially Sean White. Sean, Sean's got to go out on top. Exactly. But exactly. um. Yeah, Auburn did play a basketball game last night, and did uh, Auburn still undefeated in regulation? I'd like to put that out there on the front on the front burner. Lost but a very good game to a, to very, a very good, good team. team. I I'm gonna put this out there right now. Do not let the media, the AP, whoever it is, fool you into thinking that Arkansas is not a top 15 team in this country. Just because they don't have a little number on their name right now, which they deserve, and they've deserved it for. Probably two, three weeks now. Yeah. Considering this is now sure. their eighth straight game that they've won. They've been a good team all season. Didn't start out well in the SEC play, but they have been very hot. Also, the entire SEC is knocking yes. each other around right now. Auburn just seems to have been remained unscathed to this point. Exactly. Arkansas is a very, very, very good basketball team. So don't let this loss, if you're an Auburn fan, kind of take away from what happened last night. Don't let, don't get too hurt by that. Auburn's still a good team. Yeah. And, um, I mean, there's <laughs> – Auburn had an opportunity to win the game last night. Auburn, honestly, Auburn should have won that game late with the way they played Correct. late in the second half. Correct. They kind of gave it away themselves um, and ended up losing it. But, I mean, it's that's one of those situations where it's like, you know, Auburn, especially with how much I got down the first half, they worked their way back. Pretty much, I would say they controlled the second half for the most part in terms of pace and the way that they oh, needed to. Oh, for sure, to, yeah, definitely. Especially with Zep Jasser being out, which is them just – Slowing it down a little bit and letting kind of Auburn kind of make it a half court game instead of a front and back, back and forth, constant all the time game, which Arkansas would have loved, especially that's when they were playing their best. Right. Um, so I mean, I I think Auburn did a great job of that in the second half. But I uh, I think that it's also important to note that you know for Auburn fans that need to seek some comfort, <laughs> Auburn's state of the program is so good right now that people are storming the court when they beat the Tigers. Is that the first time a team has ever stormed the court after beating Auburn? In basketball? I, yes. I, I think so, yes. I mean, I would say maybe in football, too. Who would have stormed the field after beating Auburn in football either? I'm sure it's happened. I, I don't know I don't know what would warn that. i got to be I'll real. look it up during the commercial break. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, even, like, 
yeah, that's the state of the program is at such a point right now where there's fans rushing the court after they beat us. Yeah, it's crazy. Like that's that's Tigers some... take care of business and people will get excited. Uh, people take care, take down the Tigers and it's. I mean, they took down number one team in the country last night. Yeah, like that, for the I mean, record, Arkansas beat the number one team in the country, who is still the number one team in the country, despite what AP is going to say on Monday. Yeah. They Auburn, Auburn is the best team in college basketball. Oh, absolutely. I, I I don't think there's any way that you can deny that fact. I think I think Auburn's just too well rounded of a team, and I think that's what a lot of I've seen a lot of people say is that Auburn still it doesn't matter if they lost this game. There's it still just shows how well rounded this team is that even you know down probably. One of the most influential players, even though he doesn't do a lot in terms of scoring, um, they're still able to compete and be in games in which they probably should lose. Because right. Bud Walton last night was rocking. Was rocking. I, I mean, would have loved to have been there, man. I would have too. I mean, I, I won't agree with what some of the announcers said, saying that it was two jungles. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, whatever. But, I mean, it was, it was loud. You could tell. You could feel the energy through the TV. I mean, me and, me and Harrison here, we were watching it last night in our Eagle Eye studio. Um, I mean, you could feel it through the TV. Until we had to turn off the uh, the audio because y'all, the commentating. I, I, can't, I can't imagine being a fan of either team. And thinking that, and thinking that was commentating was, in, yeah. commentary was enjoyable. I, I don't. They've been good in the past. They've done good stuff in the yeah. past. But last night they did not have their best stuff. It was clear that their notes weren't prepared too. Yeah, I, I, you can tell when when Greg Olson was is grinding his gear somewhere. He tweeted about it last night that it wasn't good. And like I didn't see that tweet, but that does not surprise me. <laughs> if you don't know Greg Olson, he does uh, some of the play or the color for Auburn baseball here, and he's done some for the past and for the Baltimore Orioles. Um, he's one of our professors here that me and Harrison have the the joy of learning from. Correct. Um. And he may not have tweeted it. He may have liked a tweet. On, like, he definitely <laughs> did not mean to, like, tweet that. Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah. In terms of the actual game, Auburn had the opportunity to win. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to say it, man. Wendell Green, what a boneheaded play at the end of the, at the, end of the uh, regulation. Oh, yeah. I mean, boneheaded play. I, I think you can get a better shot than that, especially with, I mean, you're pulling up from the logo with I mean, six seconds on the clock. There's, there's also Auburn got the ball with, what, 15, 16 seconds left? There's time to set up a play. I mean, you could do what they've been doing all second half, which was setting a high ball screen. What's Kessler? Let's Kessler. And then letting Wendell cut to the basket, Kessler rolls, and then have Jabari in the corner for the open look in the three with, if the guy crashes to help on the backside of that Kessler right. alley-oop, which Auburn has done so well the past probably month and a half. And it gotten them out of a lot of tough situations. It did for the majority of the second half against Arkansas. I don't know what happened. They got away from it. Um, but I, I think they really got back into this game with their defense, though. For sure. I was so mad. Um, I mean, you heard me vocally saying they need to get back into his own defense, which they ran for probably the last four or five minutes of the game. And then once they got the lead back with a minute or two left, they went away from the zone. Auburn needed to stay in that zone because it kept Walker Kessler in the center of the paint. And did not put him on Note, who was just going to make him look like a fool. Correct. As good as Walker Kessler is, it's hard to guard Note the way that uh, Note was playing last night. And it's just not a situation where we want to put our big, who has three fouls and ends up fouling out of the game from the moment kind of when they started, went back to that man. Um, it's it's just tough to see. Don't I mean, let that distract you from the fact that Walker Kessler is not a human being. He played out of his mind last night. Walker Kessler had one of the greatest satellites I've ever seen and I've ever witnessed watching 
they can't pass. So, like, with my own eyes. I mean, some of the things he does on the court are stupid. It just don't make sense. They're just dumb. Three shy, three three blocks shy. In a of, good way, by yeah, the way. He was like, three blocks shy last night of a triple-double, and he almost had a 20-20 game. Of 20 points, 20 rebounds. It's just dumb. Like, it's unreal. Back, I'm going to get to the rebound point. Auburn got 60 rebounds last night. 60. And lost the basketball game. Out-rebounded Arkansas 60-42, to 42, I think it was, and still lost. Epic. I don't, I don't know how you do that. Uh, I mean, I, it was unreal. There was Honestly, Auburn should have had about 64, 65 rebounds too, which is the, kind of the worst part about that is that they missed about five rebounds, and that probably would have won them the game in the end. Well, what would have won them the game is if they could have – if times. Auburn could have hit their, hit their shots at the charity stripe. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, we won't get to that too much. I mean, because we, I think that's kind of been talked about a lot, especially right. the past twenty-four hours. Is Auburn's eight for seventeen at the free throw line, and Arkansas even, goes even nine points on the uh, on off the board. Yeah, and Arkansas goes twenty-six for thirty-two, hitting eleven free throws in the overtime period to win the game. They made one field goal. Arkansas made one. Excuse me, one field goal. You'll get it out You'll in overtime. Out. Man, I'm sorry, <laughs> man. It's just, I'm telling you, the Olympics took it out of me last night. It was just, and then we played basketball yesterday. It was sleepy, yeah. you know. And then you're going to play basketball today too. So. Yeah, I'm gonna go play as soon as we get off the radio. Yeah, gotta get some exercise in. You, you know. know, close that's, my rings. That's what it's all about, you know, the exercise. It's, that's the great thing about basketball. All right, we are gonna go to another two minute PSA break. It's the last PSA break of the show. Welcome back. Welcome back to the final 15 minutes of the Hardwood Hoop right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I am your host Jake Gonzalez, and today I am joined by. Harrison Tar. You can find him on Twitter at by Harrison Tar. Very complex. Uh, handle. Yeah, it's a lot more. It's a lot simpler than mine, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, my wonderful. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well. Might as well plug myself while I'm here. Uh, at Jake two underscores and then Gonzalez. It's a lot harder, but you'll get there eventually. Appreciate the follows. You can tweet at me anything you want. I don't really care, um, especially about basketball. I'll, I'll talk about that all day, every day, as you can tell. All right. And when Diamond Sports start up jake will carry on any conversation you want about basketball uh, baseball for sure oh absolutely especially we're talking about the boston red sox i will talk about that for <laughs> hours talking i'm rocking the representing the world champion atlanta braves today actually should have been the boston red sox and the atlanta braves in the world series that would have been electric actually i would have loved to see that because instead of atlanta instead atlanta had to do the lord's work so. yeah um i'm sad that the red sox could not have done the lord's work and uh i don't know how to put this oust the Houston Astros. Facts. Um, Slain. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to basketball. Um, we're going to do a little preview for what Auburn has in store for them for this next week. The Auburn men's team, they are taking on A&M inside Auburn Arena, soon to be named Neville Arena, the Nev. Um, and college game, they will be there for the second time ever. Uh, yeah, Auburn's very game. epic. I don't think anyone's really excited about it as they were the first Certainly time. Certainly <laughs> not. Definitely not excited um, about it. If especially, I'm real. especially anybody who went to it the first time. Um, I know I did. It was not the most fun experience that I've ever had in my life, to say the least. Uh, it was fun. Like it was cool. Uh, the whole logistics of trying to get go to a basketball games at Auburn is a nightmare. So that's just another story for another time. And there will certainly be a camp out this weekend. So. I, I would say, yeah. I, I just think that the. Uh, the whole college game day thing, especially last the last time they came against Kentucky, it threw a whole wrench into whole how how Auburn does their lines for students. Um, it did not go well, to say the least, the last time. Um, but we won't get too much into logistics of that. We love the jungle here at Auburn. Um, 
love what they do to support the Auburn men's basketball team. So let's get Facts. back to talking about the Auburn men's basketball team. Give me some of your highlights about people who might need to be there, might need to play actually, or uh, just some thoughts about what Auburn needs to do to get back onto the winning track. I'm assuming you're throwing the metaphorical oop for me to throw down the, the slam dunk that Zepp Jasper needs to be back in the game. And also, go. honorable mention, Leor Berman needs some minutes. I was I didn't even know that he was playing last night. I like did I saw we get him, Berman minutes last night. Did that he happen? He did not get any minutes last night. I saw him on the sideline. He was dressed out. I'm surprised he did not get minutes, especially with how he has played in the past, especially in some different games. Um, you know, especially against Nebraska. That's probably the last big game that we saw him really play in. I think he could have just done a lot in that. I agree. And uh, uh, to your point about Zeb Jasper, I mean, holy crap, the plus minus speaks for itself. It's uh, it's unreal how bad Auburn's defense is. Is not when he's not there. Uh, not bad, but like not good. I, I wouldn't even say it's a defense that's that bad when he's not there. I think that the uh, Auburn's ability to not turn the ball over on offense is where it makes a big difference. There's that too. Yeah. Just because Zepp leads the country in assist to turnover ratio. So if I mean, if you don't know, it's a pretty simple stat. It's the it kind of ratios the amount of assists you get to the amount of turnovers you get. Um, and I think Zeb's at about 3.18, which is an astronomically low number. I think it's about 0.4 beneath the next closest person, which is at 3.5. But Auburn turned the ball over 19 times last night. Wendell himself had seven. Uh, It's just, that's not winning basketball right there. No, it's not. (laughs) Uh, Auburn's going to need, first off, like we said, uh, Zeb's got to come back. KD's got to get out of whatever mental funk he was in on Tuesday. And uh, Wendell's got – Wendell's needs to continue to improve on turning the basketball over. I'm, I've been very patient with him, and I've, I've defended him. And he's fun to watch play basketball when he's on, but good Lord, is he hard to watch when he's not. Uh, yeah, it's – I mean, he's good at what he does, but sometimes he tries to do too much. And last night he was definitely trying to do too much, especially with the last shot of the game that Auburn had in regulation – um, and then as well as some of the other shots he was trying to put up in that game, taking, I don't know, 40 or 35 foot threes, uh, when, you know, no one's near him and he could set up a play to maybe run the offense, which I mean, don't get it, don't get it wrong. It's great when it works, but when you miss as many times as he did last night from that range, it's not a good look. Sorry, I got a little distracted. Somebody just sent me a, a video where apparently this is important. Gus Malzahn said that Christie's continuing to improve uh, throughout the week, and she, she should be getting, coming home soon. We love to hear that. Absolutely. I was just that's, a W. Someone sent me yeah. that, and I was like, that's actually fantastic news. That that, that's something, actually, we really love to hear here. I mean, <laughs> as even though Gus Malzahn is no longer at Auburn, the Malzahns are still great people, and they did great things. I know that was Auburn. really random and not basketball, but, but someone just sent it to me. I, I it's, like, an, okay, it's, cool. important. it's important. It's important. really glad, glad to hear that Christie's doing well. Yeah. I, genuinely. I mean, that's, that's really something that's important to mention because we still, I mean, we have to think that all these coaches or whatever, whenever they get fired still, they're still people. They still have families. Facts. Families get uprooted when coaches get fired. And we still have to think about it that Arkansas, way. Arkansas, fine, a quarter milli. Yeah. In case you're curious. That First storm in the court last that, night. That's official as of 37 minutes ago. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's, we've got eight minutes left in the show. Seven minutes now. It's about to be 153. Yeah. Let's do these pickums. Um, I'm going to run through from reverse order from the latest games in the day to the the top of the, I guess, the top of the day, top of the slate of games, basically. Right. Just because that's when Auburn plays, that's the last time they play, so we'll hit them last. All right, so for the first game, 
I can't remember what it is. I think it's Arkansas. Ooh, let me find it. Ole Miss at Missouri. That's on eight. That starts at eight thirty. Yeah. Not a great game to look forward to watch um, on SEC Network. Give me your thoughts. Who's gonna win? Uh, Missouri's playing way better than they look uh, on paper. I, I like Mizzou in this one. You said Missouri's at home too, correct? Yes. Yeah, I like Missouri in this one. I I've done Kermit Davis defending. Yes, Kermit Davis, the one three one. I love it. I've said it the past two weeks on we or on TNT in the morning. I said it last week too. I love the one three one. If it's done right, Kermit Davis Kermit Davis knows how to do it right. Give me Ole Miss. Okay. Then we have at eight o'clock Mississippi State at LSU that tips off once again at eight, and that will air on ESPN two. Who do you got? Mississippi State again. And who again? I'm sorry. LSU. LSU. Gross again. Good night. Um, Mississippi State at LSU. Yes. Down in the Bayou. I don't really know how much that helps, but like Will Wade really needs to win, so I'm going to roll, roll with the Bayou Bengals. I'm going to go with LSU. Home teams have been dramatically better this season than away teams, so I'm going to go with Ole Miss on that side okay. alone. Down. Uh, then we've got Vanderbilt at number 19, Tennessee. That's on SEC Network. That'll tip off at 6 o'clock. Who do you have? V-A-W-L-S, the Vols. Vols. I would go Vols as well, even though I don't really like them that much this season. I just They're not as uh, good as I think that people think they are. They they have found a little bit of an offensive stroke lately. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they're still just not great offensively. Then we probably have arguably, I would say, the second best game of the day. It's Florida at number five, Kentucky. This is an important one. Um, that's on ESPN. That tips off at four. This is very big for Auburn, who is now only one game ahead in the regular season standings. And mind you, there is no tiebreaker. It will be a split title if Auburn and Kentucky finish the same record in the SEC. That is true. So who do you have winning this game? Uh, Auburn fans probably want me to say Florida, but we are all here to watch Kentucky, so I'm going to roll with the Wildcats. I'm going to go with Kentucky as well. They have been playing. They've been probably one of the best teams in the country the past few weeks. Correct. Um, I think they'll keep that going, so give me Kentucky. All right, the next game, we have South Carolina at Georgia. Oh, beautiful. That tips off at 1 o'clock on the SEC Can't Network. Can't wait to watch that game. Who do you have winning that Probably wonderful game? Probably not going to watch that game. <laughs> South Carolina. I'm going to go with Georgia. Um, I it just They're at home. I think I just got to go with them. I'm sticking with my guns about the home team's winning. Okay. Um, I just think uh, I can't remember what's his, what's what was his name again? We mentioned a number three for Georgia, who's Okonwu, right? Okonwu, yes, that's his name. I cannot remember his name for the life of me. He's gonna go off yet again. All right, then we have one more game before we get to the highlight of this show. Obviously, the Auburn game um, at noon. Arkansas travels to Tuscaloosa to take on the Crimson Tide of Alabama. That's on the SEC Network. Who do you have? I cannot figure out Alabama for the life of me. I don't think anybody can. They're the least consistent team in college basketball. So by all logic, I would feel really good taking the Tide this week because it feels like just why not win. But also, yeah, no, Musselman squad is way too hot right now. Give me the hogs. I am going to agree for the most part with what you have said. Um, Alabama makes no sense as a team. They're either going to be the best team that you probably have ever seen in your life and nail 15 threes in a game, or they're going to go three for 32 and shoot 10% from the three-point the three point line and be horrible. Um, but I just think Arkansas is way too hot. Way also, too... J.D. Davidson's a bust, by the way. J.D. Davidson is a bust. Like um, what? In the words of what someone said on Twitter, J. J., we have they have to realize that J.D. Davidson is just mid. 
I don't know what that means. Middle of the road. Yeah, just not great. Um, but I I like Arkansas. I've liked them all season. Even when they were not playing as well as people expected them to, I knew it was always there. Right. They're still a great team. Um, so I'm going to take Pig in that one. All right, we got two minutes. Texas A&M travels to Auburn Arena, the Neville Arena, the <laughs> Nev, to take on Auburn. Uh, that tips off at 12 on ESPN. Give me your thoughts. So Winner, that's 12, it's 12 Eastern. Yeah, give me give me yeah, 11 Central tip off. Ele- yeah, 11 Central. All these are Eastern time, by the way. I just pulled this right off the uh, the ESPN website, um, so I didn't really have to dip deep into that. So, give me give me your prediction. Who's gonna win and then score? Auburn really needs to bounce back in this one. A and M had an embarrassing loss earlier in the week that they probably shouldn't have fallen to. And I know they've lost two straight, right? Yes. A uh, and M's lost two straight. I thought A and M was a whole lot better than they actually are. It turns out that their regular their pre pre conference schedule was just really bad. Tigers are at home, back in the jungle. Lack of a better term, pissed off. Um. And need a win. So give me Auburn by I like Auburn by thirteen. Fourteen. Okay. All right. That's a big margin. Yeah, I I like um, Auburn by a lot. I, I will also pick Auburn in this game. I think Zepp should be back by by Saturday. He right, should, yeah, absolutely. He should be able to play. I think that'll shore up the offensive problems that Auburn has been dealing with in terms of turn turning the ball over. But also, um, as well as uh, some of the other things that they have been issuing, like struggling with on the defensive side, which has been almost over aggressiveness and been kind of just running out of gas late into game. So I'm going to go Auburn. I'm going to go by eight. I think they're still not out of that funk yet. I don't think Katie Johnson will get out of it. Right. Uh, I'm probably they're still going to score about eighty points. I think I'm going to go to be like eighty seventy two or eighty seventy one uh, in that range. Um, and I think that's that's what I've got for that game. I'm with you. I have one last note before you close the show. Celebrating three years with my beautiful girlfriend, Abby Lafamina, today. I want to wish her a happy anniversary today. That's a cringe thing, but I only get to do this once. So. All right, all right. You heard it here first. Three years for Harrison Tarr and Abby Lafamina right here on Weagle 91.1. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Jake Gonzalez. If I can find the mouse, I can play her outro. Here it is. <laughs> Just listen to the Hardwood Hoop on Weagle 91.1 FM, where we talk all things basketball. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week at 1 o'clock on Wednesdays. If you want to check out all of our other great shows, follow our Instagram and Twitter at Weagle underscore AU. If you can't get to our radio, you can stream Weagle 24 hours a day at WeagleFM.com. Until next time, have a great second half of your week.